Uh, hello there, Club 400. <laughs> uh, this is Adam Sandler, the Sad Man, and I just want to let you know that I listen to the Club 400 podcast every day when I get up in the morning. <laughs> I like it because Netflix rhymes with wet chicks. Oh, no! Now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world on HBO pay-per-view, ladies and gentlemen... From Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! We're Cubs fans helping Cubs fans at Stewart's Cubs Cave Parties. Everybody's in for giving back to those in need. We're going to Club 400. And the Club 400 podcast is live. Oh my gosh. We are in, for the first time ever, the Club 400 Chicago condo. I walked in today, and it was complete for the first time. We worked all weekend long. We cleaned it. We reorganized it. We dusted it. We cleaned the floors. We filled the beer coolers full of beer. I made sure all the alcohol was full here. I made sure we had the mixers. And I'll tell you one thing. To be back here in Chicago means so much to me because of how long it took me to get back. I don't know if you guys know, but... Oh, by the way, what's up, William? <laughs> uh, I thought this was just the stew podcast. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I mean, what do you think? You walked into Club 400 Chicago today, first time. What do you think, man? Uh, the question I have for you, proudest moments in your life, Lauren better be, like, real close to the top. Yeah, I mean, this is top five for sure. Like, top three? Top two, three, four. I mean, Club 400's got to be four? up there, you know. Okay. And, uh, it's a pretty proud moment, though. Oh, I mean, yeah. J- just to get back here, you know, means the world, and... I mean, you know, we walked in with some bags, and we set them down, and you started crying. So I knew it was kind of I started thing. crying because the furnace wasn't running. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, I thought it was like, my work is done. I was like, my work is done, but we have no well, heat. Welcome you know? to Club 400 Rayleigh, though. <laughs> we have no heat. You know, with my luck lately, that's pretty much where I thought we were headed. But it feels good in here. What, what do you think of the vibe, man? What do you think of the vibe? You like well, it? The vibe's awesome. I love the lights and the... Blinking lights and is there something beeping in the background? I don't. I hear something beeping. Uh, it stopped. Whatever it was, it stopped. Oh yeah, it might have been the furnace. <laughs> I don't know. So, anyways, yeah, it means so much to be back. So, I don't know if you guys know this, but when like my Beep. my whole thing was, Beep. I always wanted Beep. to live next to Wrigley Field, and so when I graduated college. I moved in on Ke- Irving and Kenmore, actually. Uh, with my good friends, Mike Zerati and Johnny Hansen. I think my mom is actually with his mother tonight. And I got to live in Wrigley Field for the first time ever. I was able to walk to the game. Uh, I didn't have a job at the time. I actually was straight out of college, no job, trying to find my path in life. That's how I, I mean, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what I was going to be. And I was freshly out of Northern Illinois University, so it was 1997. 
Am I going to cry? This no. Story? Okay, I'm telling you the story. All right? <laughs> this is about me getting back to Chicago. All right? <laughs> Can I have my moment or no? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, the podcast is only three hours long tonight. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. No. Oh, so anyways, come down here with no path, not knowing what's going on, um, looking for a job, you know. And I took this shitty office job. It was the worst job ever. And um, anyways, we were only in the place for about five, six months. And my mom was actually out, actually out there that night. And we woke up at 12 o'clock at, well, it was maybe 1 o'clock in the morning to fire, fire. And I got out of my bed. And my, my mom had a cot. I think she was sleeping on the cot. I was sleeping on the bed. And uh, I looked down the hallway, and all I see is flames. Uh, that's all I see. My mom jokes to me this day because she says that, <laughs> that I pretty much pushed her out of the way to get out the door. But I mean, <laughs> strong like bull. <laughs> but I honestly, uh, brave like stew. <laughs> I mean, I, I ran. I we ran the hell out of there because it, we. It was you know, the place was on fire, you know. And I left everything I had in that place. That's I didn't grab lo- anything. That's where you lost all your good cub shit, huh? I lost a lot of cub stuff. Yeah. I lost everything I own, guys. I wish you had some stuff. Cause no, I, I lost everything I owned. Because there's okay. not an inch in this space or your other one for another <laughs> cubs thing. But anyway, go ahead. No. So anyways, fire happens. I'm back out in the burbs. No job. Lost everything I own, William. I just tried to tell you that, but I don't think you're taking it in, but. I'm taking it in, yeah. And no, anyways, I ended up getting a job out in Marengo, Illinois. It was, and I thought I was going to get out of college and make like eighty, ninety thousand bucks. And you know, basically, I started off at twenty five thousand bucks well, working in Marengo. It was nowhere. It was Marengo though. Marengo, yeah. So lunch is cheap there. And so I never quite made it back to Chicago, like with everything that's gone in my life. And um, I was so lucky to be able to find this place. And you know, it's been. Definitely a uh, path to get here. It's been difficult times, but um, to see what we're able to turn it into, and uh, it definitely represents what I think is a Club 400 uh, material. You know, it's just not a big space. It's a humble space, but it's a it's a warm place where I, it's. Uh, I really I was thinking about today, like the one thing about Club 400, which is so awesome, is um, it's just a space. That's all it is. It's a space. But all the memories that we've made in that space. So it's definitely a special place. It's, it really is. There's so many good memories. There's so many smiles. There's so many happy times. And, like, that's what I want to do to this room. I want to uh, make this room just like the Club 400 room in a different way. I think there's a lot of great things that we can do here. Smaller things, unique things, uh, all in, you know, Cub fans helping Cub fans. So, yeah, well, I'm sorry. I got a little... No, that was that was great, and we have seven minutes left, and we have 14 <laughs> guests, so good luck. So let's talk about who we have in the house tonight, We need to, because I have a question, actually, about your story. Okay, go ahead. But I'd like to introduce the guests. Well, we got, yeah, we, 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 first, well, we, so. got, we got the most famous Cub fan ever here tonight. Who is that, William? Uh, I think his name is Paul... It's a fancy name. I resemble that <laughs> remark. <laughs> oh, it is a fancy name. That sounds like the guy that asked the first question at every every Cubs convention. Conference. Every Cubs convention. That's what you're originally famous for, right? 
I don't know. There, there's all sorts of things, but uh, yeah, that would that would probably be one of them. Was and asking the first question. I mean, CubsCon. And then lately, it's been because you don't wear, randomly wear a shirt. I don't wear shirts. I, I feel they're constricting. Okay. Oh my gosh. You know, like like let let people see what you got. That's it. That, He's that's got it, man. He, he, he can flaunt it. I'm not gonna Crowley lie. Crowley can rock it. Oh, Crowley do we even say it. this is Crowley? This is Crowley. <laughs> <laughs> Crowley, welcome to the podcast. Well, guys, I'm glad to be back. And, and looking at Club 400 Chicago and just being so impressed with everything that Stu and everybody's done to kind of create this place. I remember when Stu first opened this and I was like, dude, there's no way this is going to be ready. And everything was shoved in one corner and the guy's up all night. I think a lot of times people just think that these things happen organically and, and don't realize the ton of work that Stu puts in for every single detail. It's, it's a lot of work and... And, and it's fun to see that he gets to enjoy it, and, and it's it's truly impressive. And if you were here last year, it looks completely different. There, there's so much different, like, just even from the last time I was here, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it finally got to the point where I was like, man, this feels like Club 400. There's, it was, I was here by myself one night, and I just got some finishing touches on the place. And I was sitting, standing behind the bar looking at the, towards Grace Street. By the way, I got this awesome, um, 19, it was between the 1940s and 1950s yellow street sign over there. And uh, it's, a, a, it's a Grace Street sign, West Grace Street. And I got that from Tom Orman. Those are not easy to get. And to be able to put that here on Grace right, Street. Right, because you can't take them. Right, you can't steal them. They have to like has to be oh. a natural storm, and they have to fall. And then Those are like seven years old. It, yeah. The new one are the new ones are green. These are the yellow ones. These are I know. Yeah, these oh, are. I'm, so I got I got to get one at I got to get Fremont next, but we'll look for one of those. But yeah, no, it's just you know, Carly's right. I, I did uh, put a lot of thought and details into it, and like Kathy Wheely from Wall Sportist, uh, she did the painting in here. Um, she did a hell of a job. And uh, she's an interior decorator. She's the official hanger. You know, she's the reason why I really got this place, to be quite honest with you. And I got this place pretty luck lucky. I got it because someone knew I was doing a Cubs charity and said, hey, I think that guy could use a place in Chicago. And um, he reached out through Weeds, and Weeds reached to me, and he said, she said, Stu, I found your, your condo. I found it. And I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not even looking for a condo, you know. She's like, no, this is too good to turn down. You need to explore this. And, uh, and I said, well, like, what, what's the deal? And she, she goes, well, he wants, to sell, he wants to sell it to you for what he owes on it. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, well, how long has he? My next question was, well, how long has he owned it? You know, <laughs> And uh, 10 years, 10 years. So I said, he, he wants me to pay what he just owes on it? That doesn't make any sense. You know? But, yeah, he, he really wanted me to have it. And... Uh, I got a great deal in this place, and I got a parking, a couple parking spots down the uh, down the way, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have special events here. We're going to have some announcements soon. Um, and why hasn't come? Are you ready for the Justin Steele party or what, dude? Okay, I mean, Crowley, are you ready for Justin Steele party? Stu, like, I don't want to try to bring you back here, but you were introducing everybody. I no, I wasn't going to do that. that. <laughs> she was coughing. She was having a cough. Okay? I know. <laughs> I, know, I was just going to bring her on, and she was I coughing. was just going to mention to Crawley before we completely move on here. We have two of the greatest um, here. You know, on Saturday Night Live, when a, a person guest hosts for their fifth time, they get a five. Oh, five-timer jacket. Five -timer jacket. Yeah. yeah. Stu and I talked about it. We got a budget now. You're our first ten-timer guest. So. 
<laughs> You're going to be in the 10-timer club. we got to get your oh. suit coat oh, yeah. size right after the, I, I the show. Get a pipe? I get a little pipe? You, know? uh, you get a pipe, <laughs> yes, and the 10-timer. And we have some rookies. Oh, Stu. my gosh, dude. Stu. Two, I mean, uh, Muscatine's finest are here tonight, I, aren't I mean, they? The dream team. Oh, my gosh. We are so lucky to have them. We've never had them on the podcast. How nope. is it even humanly possible? I mean, they came out. They drove, what, three and a half, four hours? Cassie and Amanda are here tonight, ready to rock opening day tomorrow. And like, we just had some awesome pizza. And Cassie told me an unbelievable story. We got to start with that. We right? Go ahead. Because <laughs> yeah, we about love these kind of stories here, Club About Hunt. why I'm here. Yeah, about how you got yeah. here, and you know. So um, right now, uh, it's a little hard to take time off work. Um, and so there's nothing that was going to keep me away from opening day. Amanda and I come every year. Uh, so the only thing they have not really blocked at work are bereavement days. So for the last couple months, I've been planning taking this uh, bereavement day and scanning the obituaries, <laughs> making sure that my uh, excuse was <laughs> solid. <Lined up>. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, now I'm talking about it live on the internet, yeah, so yeah. I mean, it's great. Cub fans, man, the lengths, <laughs> the freaking lengths they'll go to. I mean, I mean, Carly, you gotta have like. How about you, Amanda? What's your craziest opening day story? Do you have like oh, oh. craziest opening day story? I, I would say that there's there's a couple, but one that that kind of really kind of sticks out is 2008. Uh, I was running a blog at the time, Crawley's Cubs Kingdom, and uh, oh, I remember that. Ernie, Always branding that guy. That's why he's so popular. Ernie Banks was the getting ladies. a statue dedicated to him, and so you know, there's a lot of hype. Everyone was all excited. We just got Kosuke Fukudome. It was like a huge thing, and so what ends up happening is. I'm taking pictures of, it was the statue, but there was like a blue tarp over the statue. And just kind of getting it. And and like there was like a gated area for the VIPs right in front of the marquee. And I'm taking pictures and this little old lady tugs at my arm and she said, excuse me, young man, do you know where the VIP section is? And I look and it was Pat Brickhouse, Jack Brickhouse's wife. And I say, yeah, I, I know where it is. Here, let me let me take you to your seat, ma'am. So I put her arm around my arm, and I just walk past security, and I say, excuse me, I'm with Miss Brickhouse. Excuse me, I'm with Miss Brickhouse. I have to get her to her seat. I get her to her front row seat, and I was literally 15 feet from Ernie Banks when he was giving his speech at the statue dedication. And so if you take a look at the video, they have videos sometimes that they show on Marquee and other places. Everyone's wearing like suits and jackets and I'm wearing my, my Cubs Except windbreaker. Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there and I, I didn't take any pictures cause I'm just waiting for them to toss me. I'm waiting for them to toss me. If I do, you know, like if I'm just taking a bunch of pictures with people, like, like it was Jesse Jackson and Rod Blagojevich was the, was the governor at the time. And mayor, you know, it, everybody was there was either a hall of famer in baseball, a, a Chicago politician or somebody from the Cubs front office and me. And so I'm just trying to be really careful. And me. I love that. So I would not take pictures with people or asking them for a picture, but there was one person that day that I got a picture of. And I said, if I get kicked out, it's going to be so worth it. And it was Yosh Kawano, the old clubhouse clubby. I got a picture with Yosh. He's wearing his white fishing hat. 
And and that to me is like a special special you got photo one that with him or with of him? him nice him and I together nice. uh, somebody took it for us and it was Yoshi and I and then Ernie was a little sick that day he had like a like a cold or something but I'll just I'll never forget that when he said that long after I'm not here I'll still be here and he's pointing into the statue yeah. and that sucker still gives me goosebumps that's one of my favorite opening day memories <laughs> that's awesome dude. I can't. I mean, my favorite opening day memory was when you and I went to opening day, and it was COVID. <laughs> there was no; they wouldn't let anyone in. <laughs> That's when it all started with Aiden Wrigleyview rooftops. So we're like, let's go to the rooftop. You know? Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's been a. Uh... They stopped us. <laughs> no, basically, what happened was I tried to buy our way up on the rooftop because we didn't have tickets, and we got shot. <laughs> Wait, in 2020 or this was yeah, this is during COVID, and uh, <laughs> no, I, I I have you guys beat though because I was just thinking about it. When Carly was telling the story, I don't know how I remembered it, but I actually got thrown out of Wrigley Field on opening day before, and I don't remember what year it was, but basically we we're in. Wrigley now we Field. played your rant last week. Can we? Oh, gosh, that, can we get classic. video of you getting thrown out? Does anybody have that? No. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty sure. But basically, I what happened pay was, half dollar for that. it was before the game. Or $2. My brother was drinking a beer. I was drinking a beer. I was probably just 21, and my brother was, you know, 18, 19. And uh, yeah, basically, they're like, hey, buddy, uh, let me see your ID. Like, after he had a beer, they must have said, that guy doesn't look like he's 21, which he wasn't. And then they're, they're coming after him, and I, like, stood in the aisle, and I blocked the... The, the guy, and it was quite obvious what I was trying to do, so Eric just ran, you know? And Eric actually got away, but they actually got me, and they took me downstairs, and they uh, kicked me out. And Did you get strip searched, or what? Well, if people aren't aware, there's a Cubs jail. Yeah, I went oh, to, yeah. I went to Cubs, jail. Cubs jail. I've been it, there a couple times. I think times. it's active. Oh, <laughs> it's, always, it's always active. There's all these people rolling in and out of there. I got, a, I I got a jacket for that place, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my Shocker. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right, Amanda, you need to tell us. You know, we, you, again, are batting out of order a little bit. So We're moving around a little bit here. This is going to be a little sloppy because yeah. we're a little sloppy. We've been drinking some beers. We've not going to lie. Yeah, drink or two or whatever. But uh, Four, five. But we we got to do a shot of Malort here soon. We met you guys. Have you ever had Malort? Oh, God. Sorry. We met Hi, you guys baby. to the Ryan Dempster party, right? And Riker clone. And we Our met, boy Riker. And we met I actually on a, met you at that rooftop game. Right. I was That's at right. that. That Club 400 rooftop game it during the COVID year. Yeah. And I, and I just want to say this, and I don't feel like I'm not doing it, but I just want to say it. First of all, these guys have been to our events a lot, and make sure if you don't know them, make sure you come up and say hi to both of them. Oh, my God. Please They're do. both awesome so, people, and like so Amanda's they, helped out Club who, 400 so who much. I contacted man. you about helping. Which, what, which about one what? of you guys? I, I did. Amanda. Who, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, who's I been on the Club 400 page? To, uh, hey, no, you know yeah, that guy? <laughs> I said you need to get in touch You know the guy, guy about the guy with and the I guy? Stu MacGyver. Stu MacGyver. Stu MacGyver. You can still it, call it, you that yes, from time to time. That's a t-shirt if you have a problem. Yeah. Call yeah. Stu MacGyver. Stu MacGyver. No. Amanda's like, you mean Stu McVicker? Yes, I can get in touch with him. Anyway, I don't know. There was a Zoom call because that's what we yeah. did in yeah. COVID years. I miss Zoom. So can we take uh, it? I don't like Zoom. I miss 
Yeah, no. Can we take a second? I for, to to yeah, I don't really. I miss no really Zoom. I'm anti-Zoom. Okay. I agree. Zoom I didn't like Zoom either. I'm not a Zoom guy. Anyway, we did Zoom calls because that was what was at our yeah. disposal. Yeah, we were and, in Muscatine. And you yeah. guys were in Muscatine. Yeah, we were so three hours. Three, three and a half, three four. Like that. And we just planned out this event, got all tons of help from you guys, and we decided we really wanted to try to get your town involved, which they did. And then, Great town. We love Muscatine, Iowa. I talked to... The bars. We love those bars. What bar did we have in it? Hubbles. 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 I forgot. Hubbles. What bar? Hubbles. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. My memory is not the best right now. It's in now, my okay? top five of all time, though. If I don't have to so remember good. number six, I won't, but Hubbles <laughs> is top five. Anyway, uh, went there. Awesome time. Since then, you guys have been coming to events. Oh, yeah. They're like family. Games. They're like family now. You know? We rock it out, and this is your first podcast. Yeah, at, like ever, not just. I know these guys should be doing a podcast. I talked on the podcast when you guys were at Hubble's in Muscatine. Oh, there you go. But that's the first. Yeah, thing it wasn't like I formal. Did. Like yes. give your own no, mic. Yeah. And that's because you were scared. Right, I said. I mean, you almost have your own mic person. this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Here I am. Okay, so I just want to say we're going to play a song at the end of the show, and I want. Uh, definitely these guys to tell us about well Cassie to tell us about her sister and she's on yeah, a fast track to becoming uh, yeah. uh, Hollywood I mean not a Hollywood but a country music star we so, hope all right. and, uh, she's fast tracking man so why don't we open up to that and I also want to hear Amanda's got a great business going yeah we want to hear about that and you know anything yeah. you guys want to but no I, I just want to talk about so her we're, sister we're just going to shut down the engines a little let you guys talk and you know i can bring the second mic over there well, yeah, do, you need another, do, do you need another club for hunter dude i mean seriously i think he needs another beer no, all right I'm not drinking beer. no i <laughs> <laughs> Something from the magic faucet. So, so, Cassie, please tell us about your sister, Monica Austin. We're going to end the night off with a Monica Austin track. Uh, she's up for video of the year and what, what is it? Entertainer of the Entertainer year. Entertainer of the year. Yeah. So tell us about the whole your whole story. How she's she's on, like I said, she's on the rise. Yeah. So, um, my sister Monica Austin. You can find her at monicaaustinmusic.com or Monica Austin on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, she is a member of the Midwest Country Music Organization, obviously uh, a country artist, um, and she just released her first full-length album in February called Midwest Mama. Um, she is just doing great things right now. We just uh, got back from a tour in Texas. She was just in Wisconsin. She has tons of dates coming up. Um, she... Uh, has opened up for Winona Judd and Carly Pierce, Mitchell Tenpenny, Allie Colleen. Um, she's just doing some really amazing things. But the country, Midwest Country Music Organization that she's a part of um, promotes country artists from all over the northern Midwest. Um, they host an award show every single year that is as close to the CMAs that you can get. And it obviously is just featuring the Midwest artists. And who's the host this year? And so this year, there are two hosts, um, the super talented Sarah Morris and also my sister, Monica Austin. Um, nice. <laughs> yay! So, uh, yeah. So like Sue said, she was nominated this year for Video of the Year for Riverdate, um, which Amanda and I both 
are in this music video have a nice little feature at the end of it. So go uh, view it. Stu put it on his uh, Facebook earlier. Um, and then she's also nominated as Entertainer of the Year, which is, you know, the biggest award you can get. It really proves how hard she's been working. Uh she was voted in to do this three-day tour earlier this year. Amanda and I both went with her. Um, and just to see her camaraderie with her band and the way she supports other artists, like she's so humble and she'll never promote herself. So that's what we come to do. So, um, And she is your uh, younger or she's twin sister? She's technically my sister-in-law, okay. but we you don't look really like twins. use that. People say that all the time, oh, that yeah, we look so much alike. I literally thought you might yeah. have been but she's married oh. to my brother. Uh, that, I posted that, the video that, on, that on the clip from her public page yeah. today, too. So check it out. It's an awesome video. So, yeah. So, our award show is going to be in Okaboji at the Historic Rooftop Gardens on April 22nd. Stu, can you spell Okaboji for <laughs> no, GPS? I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Maybe Siri will be able to help. Spell Okaboji. And uh, so, tickets are on sale now on MidwestCountryMusic.org. Um, and... There's VIP tickets, general admission tickets, and like super VIP booths. Um, the award show this year is being presented by Bush Light. And for the first time ever, it's in Iowa. It's always historically been in Minnesota. Um, but they're seeing what our Iowa artists are doing, and so they're bringing it closer to us. to fight, fight. So I don't. I, I'm going to give you opportunity to toot your horn, but you know, obviously, you just mentioned Bush Light. Let's talk about your big deal if that's okay yeah um it's I, awesome I, by the way i won't use the exact dollar amount or anything but i had been working really hard trying to get a sponsorship from Bushlight um to have them my present. college beer man my favorite <laughs> it is the Bushlight dress besides club it right. is called iowa water where we're from you know and that's what everyone drinks and so we worked tirelessly on this uh sponsorship and i went in you know kind of just hoping hoping for some middle ground there and willing to settle for, you know, lower deck. But uh, they came back in and contacted us and they came in as our largest sponsor. Um, they are, you know, presenting the entire show for us. They're doing amazing things for our fans and our members. Um, and it was just, it's the biggest deal I've closed to date. So I'm super excited about it. Um, but to have Bush Light promoting an event in Iowa is like the most perfect thing that perfect. could have happened. Perfect. Club 400 Ballpark Lager is a beer for all nine <laughs> innings. Take me out to the ball game. This Christmas. William, come on. It's Bush Light Night tonight, buddy. Co-branding. <laughs> well, I just want to tell you what. Brewing. Club 400 is, is has Bush Light as a part of the history because... Yeah, when I was in college, Northern Illinois, that's all we drank was that's Bush Light. Yeah, that's all we drank, too. So that's awesome. Isn't so, it called, though, Bush Latte? Bush Latte, yeah. I think uh, Crowley owes a thousand dollars to the mic stand he just broke. I broke it. Oh yeah. Can we, okay, can we can we please 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 let Amanda tell her story? <laughs> I mean, can we introduce Wait. Amanda? She's been here the whole time. We've introduced her. We were trying, but you keep getting distracted. I, I was introduced. Right, I've uh, been piping in. Right. Amanda has some really cool things going on right now. Oh my gosh! So no, we just met these guys. We just well, we just met these guys at Jewel. Pop in if I forget oh, something. You, you met me there. I met Jewel. You met at Jewel. Yeah, Amanda does amazing calligraphy. Don't let her tell. Yeah, tell us about that. Oh, what do you want to know? She got started. Your business. 
okay. By the way, real quick, I got to tell the story yeah. <laughs> because someone grabbed the the bottle that you signed for me, yeah. and they're like, "Oh my god, there's some some Cubs player signed this." It was so fancy; they knew it was special, and they were gonna like open it because we. My mom had a bunch of the uh, Del Webers out uh, the other day, and. Um, by the way, we love Del Webers. So they, they got your show. Yes, we do. And uh, so, no, I got brought up top because oh, this is a special model. But I just wanted to let you know that just because you're clear for you, they said that was super cool. Yeah, no, those are the that. stories that I like to hear. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, no, so my business, uh, the, my name is Amanda Elliott, and my business is Letters from Elliott. And I started officially in 2017 just doing kind of projects for friends and family. And it it grew really quickly into something a lot bigger than that. And I've done, um, it started kind of growing as soon as I started getting jobs like doing chalkboard menus and stuff for coffee shops um, in Muscatine, where I'm from. And it grew from there. And I was able to use that as referrals. And, and so now I'm able to travel all over the Midwest and even up to Chicago to do jobs and at Jewel Osco and Nordstrom and all over the place. So it's really cool. And it's the best job. I took a step back from teaching to be able to to do calligraphy more. Um, and it's amazing. I live my dream every day. And give us some examples of like where people who may be listening to this podcast could get a hold of you if they wanted something done. And what kind of things would they request? All right. So I have, I'm. you can find me all over social media. It's all letters from Elliot. Um, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of it. Um, and then I have a website, and it's at lettersfromelliot.com. And you can find examples of my work there, and you can contact me through there. Um, my job is so weird because I do something different all the time. I, Because of where I'm at, because I'm in Muscatine with a small population and kind of isolated, um, my peers are kind of able to niche down and like maybe only do live events or maybe only do weddings or only do certain things. Um, but because of where I'm at in Muscatine, I don't really have that luxury, but I like to do that. So I'm able to do all different kinds of things. So sometimes I'm doing weddings, sometimes I'm doing logos, sometimes I'm doing signage. Um, it just depends. So or we are going to an event on Saturday where she's engraving wine glasses for the women of Muscatine oh, who have an outing. Aren't you? You're also doing uh, like over a club chalkboard at a restaurant or something. Which yeah, how many people out there? Raise your hands, everyone has wondered when you'll walk in and you're like, who does that? Oh, is it so neat every single time? There's yeah. somebody behind that. There's it's not somebody just, that does that. It's not just Joe the dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. There's like Trader Joe's has their own artist, and that's like my... Well, that might be Joe I would Joe love to be able to work at a Trader Joe's and be their artist, but most of the time, yep, they hire calligraphers, freelancers like me to come in and do so their cool. signage. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. like I said... Yeah, it's a piece of artwork, actually. She yeah. does it on Yeah, it's job. really cool. I love being able to, I keep track. I love making lists. I like being organized like that. So I keep track of everywhere that I send orders, everywhere that I have wholesale orders going out. Because I do have lines of, like, greeting cards and stickers and some things that I have on my website for sale. Um, so I'm in 11 different countries and in 37 different states. So... You can find my products all over the place. It's really cool. But my favorite thing is being able to connect with people, for sure. 
Amanda, I was able to connect with you at the Ryan Dempster event for yes. the Colognes, which yeah. was awesome. And then at Muscatine for the music trivia. But I really got to talk with you and I enjoyed it. Is that one of the greatest baseball memories I have is going with Stuart McVicker to the Field of Dreams game. The best day of my life, probably. And, Second best day after the Cubs won the World Series. But go ahead. I, I was just going to say is that like Stu and I talk about the, that, um, that memory. Stu and I, top five. Top. She also did not say the marriage to her husband. I, well, so. he knows, noted. He noted. Knows. He knows that. I have a necklace on that He knows, says, so you don't have to say that on your first podcast knows. ever. He knows. He knows that my, right. the very best day of my life is the day the Cubs won the World Series. Mine too. And right up there is the Field of Dreams game. But, but, but I, I just wanted to ask. I, I know Sue and I have talked plenty about what our memories were from that day. What, what stuck out to you from that Field of Dreams ga- game that you're going to keep with you for a long time? Oh, man. Seeing those players walk out of the corn, like, just gave me goosebumps. And still does when thinking about it. And I, even being from Iowa, I was so shocked at how close I was to Dyersville. And you never been there? I had never been there. Mm. It's crazy. She also had never watched the movie I, until a couple months before no that's not that's not true it yeah. was after the yankees and the, it was oh, what? last year that was a sellout move was it? That was like, a, that, by the way that was a hardcore sellout move there yeah, well, we had to we, sit her down and yeah. have a movie. And I'm glad I did. I mean, it was so We good, are changing but. the rest of the show. It's going to be a counseling <laughs> session. Oh, my. What? Wait. I know. I know. It's, it's so stupid. The, mo- the the original? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or no, the second I've seen it version? now. Oh, okay. Filmed two and a half hours. Not even two and a half. It's literally like an hour and 20 minutes from my house. I had no idea, but um, I really liked it. Had you seen and it before, Cassie? Yes. Okay. A million times. All right. Okay. okay. And to be fair, I had seen, like, I knew what it was about. I knew who was in it. I'd seen bits and pieces. And I'm you're kind of a, like a movie person. But you're kind of a baseball fan. Definitely. But That's not nice. a movie person. Okay. Not a movie person. Okay, Definitely. That makes sense. But Crowley, you, what do you think about this? <laughs> you're, you're talking about there was only 8,000 people in the stadium. Yeah. No, yeah. it was so oh, special no, to yeah. be there. And it's it was terrible because, you know, my stepdad's the one that has Malor, our season tickets. She has to have Malort. I've had Malort before, and I don't oh, know I, that I can Malor, do it. No. No. You have to. Malort, of course. You, have no. you ever had it before? No. no then you I have to. Huh? No. But my, hus- my stepdad is I'll the one that has the season tickets. He wasn't able to make it. So um, huh? he had a meeting that day that he couldn't make it, and he was no, devastated. So it was sort of bittersweet being there and missing him the whole day, but... It is not lost on me how special it was to be there, for sure. You you bring up that. that remember that the first one that comes out is Ken Griffey Jr. Ugh. Senior yeah. with the dad. Do you want to have bawling, a catch? Like, gosh. Oh, God. Did you cry that whole day? So I cried you, the whole day. I was did, crying the whole day. Did you only watch the movie once? No, I've seen it like No, twice no, no, now. before you went. Yeah. You'd seen it once. Yeah. Yeah, one time. And it was like that emotional for you to be there? Yeah. I mean, some of us have been hanging on to that our whole life. I know. I know. That wasn't like the special part for me. It was Iowa. Which? um, And just. Okay, have you ever heard of like Prince? (laughs) Prince, like the artist Prince? I saw Prince. Yeah, I'm from Minneapolis. Artist formerly known I'm from Minneapolis. I saw him. I saw him in college. 72 times. Why Why did you bring up? Prince, though? I'm confused. Because, because I'm from Minnesota. Oh, so you and have a connection. So, I, like, Prince. anybody who would say Prince would be like, oh, Prince, you're from Minnesota. Yeah. Like, feel the dreams. That's you're same. from Iowa. You obviously and had I'm so close. I'm been really there, let alone watch the movie. Thanks for rubbing it in, honestly. <laughs> I, I will true. tell you, though, one it's of the, the... one thing that makes her not perfect. 
<laughs> I, I will tell you what makes well played. I like that. Okay. What all made right, me all right? What What was memorable to me? Something about that game is that we sat there, we walked up, we took some pictures, and there's the the house, the iconic house from the movie, the field where they played, and where the little girl they had the bench where the little girl falls off and is choking on the hot dog, all that stuff. But we were done. Stu and I looking around, and we said, "Well, how do we get to the stadium?" Oh, that's the best part. It's so cool. Go ahead, finish it. You you walk through so. They have in the outfield is the corn, and you walk through probably what, like 30 feet, 40 feet? Yeah. Out into, you know, the gravel where the path starts to get to the field, and it is surreal. It is surreal. And I'm saying that as somebody that doesn't even care really about the movie. It was more about the just experience right. of being there and knowing how um, how special it was. And, like, the my husband jokes about the famous to regular person ratio there. Oh, it's ridiculous. I ran into David Ortiz, like, straight smack into him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Sorry. Excuse me. And he's like, oh, no, it's okay. And I look up, and I'm like, oh, big puppy. Sorry. Excuse me. Like, uh, I was just... Starstruck the whole day. It was so cool. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, we walked around and we kept bumping into oh. people all day. Stu McVicker's oh. back. Oh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the co host of Club <laughs> 400 Podcast, Stu McVicker. <laughs> Shot a poor shots. It didn't work out too well. <laughs> but you're, you're here. You're back now. So we've been talking about the Field of Dreams. Oh. Top three moments in my yeah. Cup fan life. Yeah. You know what? I was thinking when, because you brought up like what was your top. Uh, spring training, opening day moment, whatever. Any top, what's your top Cubs regret? Like a game you didn't go oh to? Like a game you is. had tickets to go to, you could have gone is. to, or, you know. Do you know, Crowley? I hate this okay. question. I hate this question because mine's terrible. Well, go ahead. You guys, I'll let you guys oh, I think go. It'll be I'll go really quick because mine's super yeah. easy. I was here, I don't even know what year it was, but it was a game it was snowing, like snowing, snowing, probably in April, I'm guessing. And the Cubs were down like 10 to 1 or 10 to 0. And we left in like the seventh inning. Like, I just can't take it. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm tired. This I can't take it. So we went back to the hotel. And on the way back to the hotel, I'm like, I'm just going to turn on the game on the radio while we walk back. And the Cubs start to come back. John Lester was pitching, and it was terrible. It sounds like a movie. It was so <laughs> this I is was fever so pitch. pissed. Cubs versus Braves. Yes, and oh, they yeah. came back, and they won, and it was a whole thing, and it was a big celebration. There was hardly anybody in the field because everybody had left. And so that's my biggest regret, that I left that game and didn't stick it out like I should have. What? Am I on here? Are you what? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. I can't hear anything. But anyways, Kathy Wheatley just walked in, everybody. Hey. Straight from Arizona. From Arizona to I mean, Club 400 regularly? She's all like, tan. I know. I'm oh. <laughs> she's probably freezing. Yeah. Are you freezing? She's a poncho, so yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> Kathy Wheatley got 400 cans of beer safely at Arizona, which we got distributed nice. through our guy, JP. Thank you to, to so much, JP. Out. JP, uh, you know, it was a band. It was a band of a lot of people that made that whole thing happen, and uh, you know, I, I so many people did so many different things. I don't want to like mention names, but uh, thanks for everybody who pitched in as far as coming down there and supporting Cub fans, helping Cub fans. You can name uh, me. I didn't do a thing. I wasn't there. I didn't go. Carly, your experience help. there at spring training. Now I'm wait. Now I'm starting to hear my wait. What's broken here? Oh, now you're starting to hear yourself? So, oh. You're going to be sorry, and I'm so 
Yeah, tell us. So, uh, you're there? I, see, I can't hear my You head. can't hear anything? Oh. Anyways. All right. Keep going. I can hear you totally fine. You're good. And you're so Yeah, Crowley. Uh, I mean, it's just a family down there. It really is. Patty Gilmore and JP running the tent. Kathy Wheelie bringing people in and out. Let them know what Cup Fans Helping Cup Fans is all about. It's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Can't forget about Marty Salsa. Uh, right, we, we can forget about him for one Marty's night. coming to Bound tomorrow. He's ready. He's the royalty will be coming. The king will be approaching. All right, we were talking about Crowley. Go. Biggest regret. And, and, and I say this as a regret, kind of, but I thought, and I don't know why, I got it in my head that if I went to game seven in Cleveland, the Cubs are going to lose, and I couldn't put that on myself. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stay home. And watch from my couch where I've watched every game because I felt like I didn't want to be there if they lost. And so I, I said, I'm going to bite the bullet on this one. I'm not going to go. So I didn't go to game seven. Jesus. No, but I get that. We're all really a little superstitious. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least we'll never let this one down. Uh, I mean, but I got offered tickets right behind uh, home plate. That rare game when the Chicago Cubs played as a home team in Milwaukee. Oh. And Carlos Verbrenner got a no-hitter. And uh, you know what? The best thing about that was, and by the way, uh, we just celebrated his, not celebrate, but remember him four years later, Tim Heil. Oh, yeah. Like away. Yeah, he ago? took my seat. So I'm glad Timmy got to see the no-hitter, which was awesome. And uh, But, yeah, that was, I mean, I had a free ticket. For a no hitter, I've never seen a no hitter. The only one I've seen was is Cole Hamels at Wrigley Field. Cole Hamels too. Yeah. yeah, Cole Hamels at Wrigley Field. You're, you're not gonna believe this, but I had tickets to that same game, Carlos Zambrano behind home plate, that I had to turn down because my grandmother was leaving the country and it was her last night here, and I didn't go to that. So that was another one. I I did go to one. I've never seen a no hitter. Not Cole Hamels. Not against the Cubs. The closest I came was 2010. Chicago Cubs versus the Chicago White Sox. The Blackhawks had won their first Stanley Cup. They brought the trophy on the field. They all came to the mound. Super exciting. Gavin Floyd versus Ted Lilly. And Gavin Floyd gave it up in the seventh, his no-hitter. And then Ted Lilly comes on in the ninth inning. And former Cub Juan Pierre has a leadoff single to end the no-hitter in the ninth inning. Wow. I remember that one, actually. Mm-hmm, me too. I'm old. My regret game. Somebody at work had season tickets. They're like, do you want to go tomorrow or the next day? I'm like, the next day. It's supposed to be better weather. Carrie Wood. Oh. oh. Jesus. That's Jesus. terrible. One no. day. I also, I think I looked at who was pitching, and I'm like, oh, Carrie Wood. Yeah, meh. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> the fuck's he? Rookie. Oh, by, by the way, and I have to put this in there because, you know, in Club 400. Check it. Look in there, Crowley. I have a really great piece of memorabilia in there. Carol Haddon's official scorecard from the Carrie Wood game with her ticket sub signed in here. Carrie Wood, yeah. Nice. I will. I mean, that is a piece of that, Cubs that's, history that's right history. there. Carol Haddon, famous Cub fan. We all love her. Carol Haddon going to be here tomorrow. She is? She's going to be at Rizzo's tomorrow, I will believe. Will she be here? We'll to, I'm no? going to Rizzo's for a little bit, Carl. Are you going to go to Rizzo's or what? Yeah, we're supposed to see John uh, Vincent. He's singing the stretch, or the right. anthem. Yeah. Nice. We love John. Anthem, uh, yeah. So John uh, Vincent will be out there, and then. Uh, wait. They got the fishbowl. Not to bounce around, but where is Carol coming here? 
No, she's not coming here. She's All welcome right. here. Carol did have if you, you, Carol. Time out, if you're listening to this podcast I and you, you're coming Carol. to the opening day tomorrow, we will be open till 10, 8 till 10. Free drinks are here. However you have I'm not going to give my address out or anything like that, you but you, if you're a friend of mine, you have to hit me up through social media. Hit me or up. if you know Cassie or Amanda, hit or them the up. Cassie or Amanda. No, we didn't tell anybody where uh, yeah. she's supposed to be. And by the way, I, I just want to get this in there. It's, Cassie's not really Cassie. Her name is Joan this Smith. This is Cassandra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's actually from uh, Utah, the Provo, Utah. I do have to ask is we're asking questions because this is kind of the episode it's going for. What's your favorite Cubs tattoo? Because it looks like your right arm is tatted up and oh, it all oh comes out. Is She's that a question tats, for all man. of us or She's just for Cassie? <laughs> for Cassandra. Is it just for Cassandra? I'm looking at her arm right now and there are tons of She's got of Harry on there. My I uncle has Harry on his forearm just like the, that. The celebration... When we yeah, when we won on the mound, game seven is probably my favorite. I mean, I have so many the tickets to the first game my husband and I went to, got Harry, Fly the W, you know, lyrics, the if you look old scoreboard. If you I mean, look really closely, there. there's one is it on that arm or on the other Which one? Um, there's one that's uh, Hubble's when I met Stu and Bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's tat. It's small. It's, uh, it's real, like yes, real small. Really, like you need really a magnifying little. glass, but it's on there. Yes, but. Not yeah, a mistake. That's probably my favorite one, and it's the one that took the longest because it swelled up so bad, so I had to go back a second time, but. I don't know. I mean, pain? I love them all. I What's the pain my, scale on, on these? I, I don't have one. Uh, it's, I hate it, but I love it at the same Like, I love tattoos. I am a huge wuss. Huge wuss. You've gone with me before for one of them, haven't you? Yeah. You like, oh, no, I just, I make her. really weird noises. I did it. <laughs> like, so I, did, I used to have a rate. I was on the radio prior to this. I did a radio show and with this woman. She went to get a tattoo, like the smallest one on on earth and she i know she has no pain tolerance i went there and recorded the whole thing and the noises are incredible yeah it's it's unbelievable i couldn't believe they let me in the back i'm in the back and i'm like i don't think i could yeah. ever do this they they, they featured my uh cubs might, tattoos no tattoos but i might get one this week for cubs convention i could get one this weekend though no. kathy wheelie no tattoos yes oh, she got does. one she got one on the wrist yeah no tattoos here. Crowley, no tattoos for you? I'm surprised you don't. He's got three. Three tattoos for Crowley. Where are those at, Crowley? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Amanda, do you have any tattoos? You don't have one, dude. He's got one. Wait, I don't have one. I don't no, have one. I don't either. Huh. I'm getting one, though. I'm gonna get Amanda a has one, one that's very nice. It's What's so it? stupid. Amanda has one that's it's really nice. I can, I, can, I can talk about it now because my parents know. Oh, they didn't know before? They didn't. It was we, do they listen thing. to our podcast? No. Um, no. No one listens to our podcast. I would no. honestly be afraid that she... <laughs> well, if um, they do, because I believe we met them. Yes, yeah. You Lovely people. Yeah. So, I should. They I, were watching the live earlier, and Amanda's I was worried parents. that oh, I was yeah. being judged. Well, that, I think maybe that's why I thought that I, I wasn't delusional enough to think they listened. And if I'm but, tagged in it, she's going to watch it. So. Oh, well, we'll take it. She okay, knows right. about the tattoo. They right. both so, do. again, hi to Amanda's yeah, parents. Hi, so. Mom and Dad. Legit. Um, hi. Great people, by the way. They are. They're yeah, the very best. lovely. They're the ticket they're owners. So very lovely. Oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're the generous ones. I'm just the one that gets to do it. And I'm going to I want to get this in on this podcast. I think this is the perfect time, but... 
on social media on Monday, this past Monday, we dropped something near and dear to our heart, uh, a program that we uh, started last year in the name of Heather Holler, which was actually Nicole's best, one of her best friends. And um, yeah, last year we took, actually, I think three families, three ball games. Yeah. yeah, three to four. We gave some tickets away. And that's exactly what we're going to do this year. So basically, just follow us on social media. Uh, if you know someone who needs a day at Wrigley Field, that's what we want to do. And we want to do not just one, not just two, not just three, but maybe four this year. But Amanda Elliott's here tonight, and she is such a big part of what we're trying to do, and that is helping Cub fans and you know putting smiles on people's faces who might not be in the best situations for one reason or another and uh, like I said the whole thing about Club 400 is I feel as if we all are a family and uh, and be able to help each other and and you know maybe take away their life's problems or worries for four or five hours right. in a day and give them an unbelievable experience at Wrigley Field you know, and there's so many people that have helped us along the way. Kathy's always been, always helps us with everything. But Frank Walk, Frank Walker, who's uh, helped us get, uh, you know, into the stadium easier at wheelchairs, and just every, all the Cubs uh, security staff for you know help, making it easier for us to uh, manage uh, to give these guys honestly one of the best days at Wrigley Field ever. And that's what we want you guys to promote it. We want you to share it. We want you to tell people about it because. I mean, at the end of the day, this program means so much to me. I want it to be a program that we do every year moving forward. And, uh, yeah, and I, you know what? I'm looking forward to it. I think it's the, uh, one of the most exciting things, when I, besides Morgan Wallen coming to Wrigley Field. Uh, I mean, I mean. Um, oh, my All right, gosh, before dude. we banter on Morgan Wallen, I just want to throw out a PSA, and we didn't talk about this, so this is a little bit dangerous. But for anybody out there going along with what you were talking about with the tickets and that kind of thing, if you have any tickets that you're not going to use and you don't want them to go to waste, let Stu know, or maybe we can set up an email or something. We'll figure it out. But you all, you have people call you constantly wanting tickets all the time. And, and, and like for what you were talking about with a program, there's way too many people, you know, and not enough, tickets and that kind of thing so i mean it's like amanda today just walked in the room and says hey i have eight tickets for tomorrow do you guys you know do like, you guys want them. Them. she yeah, wants them. people but you want I mean, that's what we call cup fans knew. helping cup yeah. fans and, and not you know just, you know random people and we stuff, gave away yeah, two definitely. on live facebook live tonight and yeah she's got great tickets she's got unbelievable yeah. tickets yeah i'll take a moment to shout yeah. out my parents and beaches and bleachers well for oh. sure you <laughs> need to give them a who's also donated their jamaican condo for an event yeah yeah and our guests had a great time. Yeah. And we're going to yes. do a toast to them tomorrow at the game, for sure. For sure, and yeah. We're I mean, gonna get that on it's video. really my parents' generosity. I just get to, to do the fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you know you're their daughter. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I get to do the fun stuff. But uh, So we have um, a little business that's called uh, Beaches or Bleachers. Partly because we have a Jamaican condo that we rent. So it's beachesorbleachers.com. But we also have um, eight regular tickets in section 130. They're great seats. They're all together. Uh, so if you have a group that wants to sit together, not in the bleachers, we've got eight all together right there. Um, and then we also have four barrel room seats, which is what we like to give to Club 400 to give those people that are coming to Wrigley a really cool experience. 
Jimmy awesome. the bartender in the house. Jimmy's oh. the Jimmy. best. Jim, the Jimmy. whole experience is awesome, but part Jimmy. of the experience is the people that work Jimmy, down Jimmy. there. They've been there since they opened a few years ago. We've been members since they opened a few years ago. Um, so it's really fun to to go back there. That's another little family we have. So. That, what's that like? Uh, that one um, drink that I got. It's a bourbon, I think, with the oh, cigar. The smoke? Yeah, yeah, the smoked yeah. one. It's like on a secret menu now. Yeah, it's on the secret yeah, menu. You yeah. gotta like point to it. I mean, honestly, yeah, the three finger Mordecai. It, three in finger. my opinion, guys, and, I, and I've been in all the clubs, mm-hmm. and I really think I, it agree. I think overall, Barrel Clubs number one. I think so. Nineteen fourteen yeah. is number two. Yep. I think Upper Deck. The what's that one called? Catalina. Catalina's three, yep. and I think the W Clubs four. I would agree exactly. Yeah, yep. I've been in all of them too. I think the Barrel Room gives the best experience. It's more intimate. More intimate. It's, um, it's warmer. I think it's just a nice atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's my opinion. My husband and I went. Like I would have brought a different hat if I knew I was. <laughs> <laughs> my husband and I sat. Uh, we had we switched seats with somebody that had 1914 Club season tickets. Um, and their seats were incredible over there. Like they were awesome. But the club itself, the night that we went, there was nowhere to sit. Like we went in there to get food, like in the third inning or something, you know, in the middle of the game. And it was just a completely different experience than the barrel room. So we really like to be able to give that to people and we donate to charities all the time. Our favorite is club 400. Oh man. I mean, I mean, I mean, you guys, I mean the fact that who gets in a car and drives three and a half hours to stand at a table and take friggin' silent auction names. And volunteer. <laughs> oh, we found them. Oh, yeah. She had like we knew, bacterial what, pneumonia. How long did it shit? take the we were calling you the dream team on the on the, uh, <laughs> on the Zoom calls, Probably after right? The second call. Man, the well, second. Yeah, we yeah. are pretty incredible. So we got uh, we have to shout out to, to totally the dream team. team. To the rest totally of them. Team. Yes, Misty, Misty and Ashley. And Ashley. Yeah. Uh, we love Ashley those guys. Doing? Ashley's doing great. I just talked to her earlier. So I do watch I mean, uh, Musketeen I mean, Morning or whatever, Power Quad show. Quad Power whatever so, Quad Power. Yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> I don't think there's nothing that they you guys can accomplish with you guys four together. A little foolish. Well, you know, amateurish. To be fair, we have done this before. Yeah, we, we have done a lot. Us four together specifically have done, uh, raised a lot of money for people in our town and in our area. So we know what we're doing yeah, man, and we love to help. And, you know, like we've told you a million times, Club 400 means a lot to Cassie and I specifically. Um, and like I said, my parents are generous enough to let me be generous and help with. That's so great. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So great. So great to have you. Guys I'll tell you when that's the thing, and, I'll, and I'm, I'm just going to just, it takes people like Amanda and Cassie and everybody, Crawley. Look at the people I mean, we got sitting table. next Look to Kathy Wheatley right Kathy here, Weedley's who's done here. everything. I mean, oh, oh, by the way, and Kathy Wheatley, Kathy, wait. you walked in while the podcast has started. I was talking I got, about earlier about whoa, how, whoa, how I got whoa, this whoa, place. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were complaining stuff. about traffic earlier. I got to say, I feel a little guilty. Kathy just got here from Arizona. Like, she's still tan and sweating from the heat there. These guys... Yeah, these guys came from freaking Muscatine, Iowa. This guy came from where? Arkansas. Arkansas. We just... You, Huntley and Lake in the Hills. Right. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. A road trip. What a, t- what a table. Oh, this is epic. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I just want to make sure that we cover this, guys. I mean, I, I think I said this once, but I will say it again. 
Justin Steele, Club 100, Thursday, oh, April yeah. 6th, 6 to 9 p.m. Here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. We got hooked up with Justin Steele through our guy, our main guy, Brennan Davis, who we're going to hang out with tomorrow night. That means Friday. We're headed down to Iowa. We are headed to Iowa. Why don't you meet us there, you girls? Des Moines. Oh, and, I, and the weather's supposed to be crappy, but um, that sounds fun. Originally, we heard seventy-one and crappy. Yeah. And I, you know, that why we're talking crappy. about it? Our main reason for going out there, uh, Marty, oh, the salsa Marty. king of Chicago. He was supposed to be Crowley. Today, wasn't he? Come on in on this, Crowley, because you're kind of Crowley, the main man, man who hooked up the salsa king. Crowley. The salsa Crowley's king like is an official a sponsor of the Iowa Cubs and will be featured in the background for, in the first inning of all Iowa Cubs home games. Amanda, if you're not With careful, a you'll be the official second spot by our main Alex Cohn. Crowley, make that a note. Amanda, it's hard to talk over William tonight. He's just official like official calligrapher. I will. I will. So I will. I will is actually Williams. A, you stay focused. I'm sorry. Here, here's, here's the really thing that off fans, filter tonight, guys. Here's the thing that Cup fans have to realize really quick. Here is that as good as the team, it's going to be a much better team this year than it was last year. But what's happening is that the Cubs are acquiring a lot of talent at all the minor league levels. And Iowa is going to be a team that is going to be extremely fun to watch. You're going to see Brennan Davis there. You're going to see Alexander Canario. They're going to have a ton of pitching like Caleb Killian. So I know that Marty is going to, the Salsa King is going to be one of the sponsors. So trust me, when you are on social media and you see one of those Iowa Cubs guys hitting a home run, you're going to see the Salsa King logo right there. And not only that, the Salsa King's Great Salsa, which is available at all Jewel Osco's in the Chicagoland area, is going to be available at Iowa Park, where the AAA Cubs play. So you can get a Both little Both at bit the concession stands it's and in suites. There's no sponsor for that name right now? It's Iowa Park? In Iowa, they're going to... What's the name of the park, Carly? It's called Principal Park. Principal Park, yeah, yeah right. So, yeah, in the suites, they have one of the options is unlimited chips and salsa. Oh, my gosh. So, so it's his now. But I'm just telling you, uh, here's another thing, too, is Stu is bringing up the, the baseball is back party, which is going to be on April 6th. Yeah, if you're not going, come on. Lame. So, come so on. Lame. I, here's the Seriously? thing, Seriously? Really? Is that sometimes. Do you know Justin Steele's number two? Starter He's going to be the number two starter, absolutely. If you've been watching, if you've been watching the way that they lined up the pitching at the end, Stroman pitched the other day, then Steele, then Tyone, and and then uh, Smiley was the was the last starter. So that's the way it's going to line up. But here's the thing, guys. If you have an opportunity to get Justin Steele's autograph, to be able to get a picture with him, to get the whole Club 400 experience. It reminds me a lot of just getting on the ground floor with a guy that's about to get big. My feeling is is that this year, Justin Steele truly has an opportunity to be an all-star. He's a lefty. He's got great stuff. And and like I said, in a few years, it's going to cost you $100 to $150 just to get an autograph, not to get all you can eat, all you can drink, right. not to get a picture, not right. to get an autograph. So don't, don't make the mistake of if, missing out on this one. I mean, I hate to say it, but bring a baseball. Get the autograph, 
wait like two months and then sell it on eBay for twice what you paid. Sure, don't, don't do that. Dude. Don't, don't. I mean, don't do yeah, that. It's, it's a memory. I would. I would never. <laughs> and 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 here's the other thing too. Stuart has constantly said that the party is only party as good people, as yeah. as the guest. And I can just tell you that I've, Justin Steele's going to be the guest, right? He's going to be the guest, and he's excited about it. And I think yeah. he's going to be one of those guys. If you went to the Brennan Davis, Brennan Davis and the Cole Franklin party, if you went to the Patrick Wisdom, those type of guys, there's certain type of guys that just kind of get in Fit with them the all fans. What we're looking for. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. This is going to be one of those. Oh yeah, you know what? It's I always say this, and it's the total truth: is uh, the party is only as good as the guests. If you have a good guest, if you have someone that wants to be there, if that if you have someone that just wants to hang out, right? It's kind of like our podcast. And, uh, no, just it's basically. I mean, I, you know, I had the opportunity to meet his father Ben. He's an unbelievable guy. He's well, I shouldn't say anything, but well, he's coming out, but I don't think. Justin's supposed to know that. Should we cut that out, William? Uh, no one listens to this shit. Anyways. <laughs> no, but, but Ben's coming out, and, uh, yeah, we're, it's going to be an awesome night. Um, and the, here, here's the thing, guys, is uh, right now we have enough pretty much to pay for the party. Uh, but we like to raise money for charity because that's where we're all about. So we need to sell, like, some more tickets. The charity that the Steels have chosen is called Rod's Heroes, and it's for uh, disadvantaged kids and uh it's a great charity. It's a um, you know five hundred one c three, and that's that's who they want to raise money for. And uh, you know we we don't like to throw uh, parties and not uh, raise any money. So if you, you however, I will say the best parties though are the ones that are a little bit smaller. Oh no, this is going to be a classic. It's like event. intimate. This is be it's a club like four hundred classic. It's not just a picture. If anybody's listening to this right yeah. now and that you don't buy a ticket, you're going to miss a club four hundred classic. It, yeah. And. Uh, you know what? Like I said, um, where were you? The he's an awesome guy. I went party, to I went to a yes. basketball game with him. I went yeah. to the Suns game with him. That's awesome. Yeah, our guy Brennan, man. I'll tell you one thing, guys. And I'll say it again. Uh, Brennan Davis, um, one of the most fine, one of the nicest guys you ever want to meet, man. We're gonna he's meet first him. class, first we're, class guy. We're gonna see him in Iowa. There's no one more than I'm pulling. I'm pulling for him more than anybody. Right yeah. Now. And then Cole, too, obviously. Cole, but Cole's yeah. a little bit further behind Brennan. But. Yeah, only because of an injury, because he's coming. He's coming like a freight train. tell you what, the Club for Heart beers are going down good tonight, William. I think they are. I mean, should I just we, uh, we got Kathy Wheatley came all the way from Arizona, walked we, in the door, like, went over to Aiden's Amanda's house. Amanda's got the, the mic. Amanda, do you want to, like, take us out? I don't really know what that means. <laughs> what but, do you want to talk about? Uh, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. Do you got, like, a good one last topic? <laughs> no, I do. She yes, does. Okay, I do. Okay. Stu, um, Stu told us a story. So we were up here uh, for, oh my gosh. for a calligraphy event, Cassie and You would have thought we almost forgot about that. We almost forgot. Yeah, and no. even though Stu has a list over there, but he must have not put it on his list. I don't think it's on his cue to cue. we okay. came up a couple, well, it was like uh -oh. a month ago. Okay, set up here. Set we up. met Stu and William for dinner, and we had the pleasure of hearing... Stu's story about a, a, just a guy named Bob. So, and 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 I just want to say one thing: if you have been sticking with us for the whole, <laughs> if you how long? This is way too. No, it's fifty. No one's going to listen to this. It's, it's only fifty-five minutes. If you've been with us, if you're driving in the uh, beautiful Wrigley yeah. Field today, if you've been for with us a whole hour at the beginning, Stu gave a little. I don't know. I Sunday. Thought that's clip, what he was going to talk about. Sunday afternoon homily yeah. about whatever, and. You know, that was great for, uh, no, I'm not going to say it. All right. Anyway, Stu gave a homily at the beginning about living here in oh. Chicago. 
Well, but he, he didn't tell the best story ever, and it's about. I don't a guy know if I. Bob. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't a know if I've ever Bob. told this. I don't. Think yeah, you a guy have. named Bob, and you promise you would. And yeah, this is a big. This is a big part of my short time why I lived in Chicago. Because, like I said, I wasn't in Chicago even. And what a year. great story to close us out tonight. This is perfect. And and, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, like I said, I went to. Uh, by the way, I called my buddy uh, Radstar tonight. Radstar, uh, one of my best friends, Adam Franklin, back in the day. Starting to talk to him a little bit more. Starting to get reunited with him. So he's an awesome. <laughs> Peace out. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Hey, Crowley, Crowley, can you grab me a club for 100 beer real quick? Bring it so. home. Bring it home. <laughs> Bob, Back sorry. to Bob. Back, Back to, Bob. to Bob. We're bobbing it right now. <laughs> bobbing out. Let's go. <laughs> the FCC. Well, anyways. The FCC's on the line. You gotta go. Finish your out. <laughs> so anyways, we become Kid Rock fans. We actually go to a concert. And it was a Ice Cube concert, and Kid Rock opened up for Ice Cube. It was Ice called Cube? the Steady Lynch and Mob Tour. I think Too Short was on there too, actually. So uh, we go there, right? And we get dropped up to at see U- Ice. No, and we get dropped off at UIC Pavilion. And we honestly, uh, my buddy Johnny Hansen's mom dropped us off. And as soon as we got dropped off, the cops kind of swarmed us. Like, what are you guys doing here? Like, we're going to see this concert. They literally walked us all the way to our seats. But my buddy, uh, his name was Adam Franklin. He uh, had Africa in the back of his head sh- shaved. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he was like, we, we were like yo MTV rap guys back in the day, you know. I am getting more details and I am loving it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but anyways. <laughs> dude, it was the best, man. Like, it was an unbelievable night. And that was the night we... We saw Kid Rock, the first white rapper we've ever seen in our entire life. And he basically got booed off the stage, man. He got booed off he the stage. He had Joe with him, remember? Yeah, he had Joe. No, I, don't, yeah, I mean, well, there's video of it Joe somewhere C, out yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we're like, holy cow, a white rapper got booed off the stage. But I thought it was pretty good, you know? <laughs> and anyways, uh, we, we kind of followed him. He came out with his first album, Grits and Sandwiches for Breakfast. And uh, so, yeah, when I was living in Chicago, he was booked to play the Cubby Bear. And I was actually a bouncer at the Cubby Bear. I actually was hanging up out on the rooftops before they were selling so this tickets to the rooftops. Obviously pre-fire, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is pre-fire, yeah. Pre-fire. I'm just bringing everyone back. You know? The yeah. fire. That's where no. I thought he was going earlier with, because we thought we were talking about So this. did I, but that was like okay, six right. hours ago. Okay, okay go ahead. All right. Bring it home. I'm bringing it home, Crawley, all right? <laughs> Jesus. Come on. He just got the hey, pitch. Between, you and William always tell me to bring it home. It's hey, he's not used to the pitch clock yet. He's working yeah. on it. It's <laughs> just <laughs> opening day. Hang so. in there. I do not like the pitch clock, by Hang the way. In there. Okay, Crawley? You know what's going to happen? We're going to look forward to tomorrow, and then we're going to get there, and it's going to be over before it even started dude oh my god screw the pitch clock and screw you for liking it i don't like it i don't like it back back to the story back to the story i'm actually the one staying on path here man all right bouncer at the cubby bear kid rock is playing the cubby bear wait but right before the for my 12th birthday (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know i got we got to know kid rock but anyways that was the first night i met him and i said hey buddy uh i just want to let you know after uh, you play tonight. We're gonna have a party at my place in your honor. And he said, "Oh, man, that's awesome." And he's like, uh, "Can you spend? Uh, can I spend the night?" And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" He's like, <laughs> so, anyways, I went and got a piece of paper and gave him my address and stuff like that. And it was an unbelievable night. I will Did tell you, you call this, him guys. Kid or no, I mean, it was Bob. so. Bob? No, I call him Bob. Yeah, his name's Bob. And uh, <laughs> this is the night I met Bob. 
So I had access to everywhere in the Cubby Bear that night because I worked there. I was security, you know. And so, but I was off that night for, and I was, so I brought my friends with me and, um, I, I remember going out in the under, underneath, underneath the cubby bear, and like where the artists hang out, like the holding room or whatever, where the, they give you the free beer. There's a green room, yeah. whatever. And you we just go in there, and there's just joints going around right and left. Joints going around right and left. And you know who's leading the charge on token him? Little Josie. Of course. Josie, man, he didn't stop smoking. <laughs> Not just, I'm talking about pot, by the way. I'm talking about, it was amazing. The kid was something else, man. He was a, he was a unique individual. I'll tell you that <laughs> in, in an awesome way. I mean, Joe C was he was great, and he, you know, he was uh, kind of so. kind of quick, away. and yeah. you know, he was, he rest was in kinda, peace. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, uh, so Kid Rock performance that night. My girlfriend's on the stage during Yodel in the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I'm just, this is fact. Yeah. <laughs> and anyways, at the end of the night, uh, I, uh, we all go back to my uh, uh, apartment. And uh, we're all, we all go back there and we're hanging out. And we're seeing if you know Bob's coming over or not. And sure enough, the top dog trailer pulls in on Kenmore Avenue. And we're like, holy shit, Kid Rock's coming. You know, he's, he's here. And sure enough, he comes up with fucking Uncle Cracker. <laughs> Before Uncle Cracker was Uncle Cracker, okay? And Uncle Cracker was a bumbling drunk. Like, and, you know, he was. His room name is. <laughs> no, but I, Uncle Cracker was one of those guys, I'm not kidding you, that like when you met him for the first time, he was spitting in your face. That's, that was Uncle Cracker. I'm not kidding you. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest with you. But I'll tell you what, like... It was amazing. These guys, so we go there and like, so this is the best long version of the story ever. Ever. It's no, and it's all and, 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 and it's all true. This is all true. By the way, there's none of this made for up. For those of okay. you that are hanging out at the edge of your seat, there's a, there's some singing coming up here. So, okay. All right, I just want to so, hold on. So we, so we go up there, we go, you know, we're, we're hanging out and I mean, just not going to lie, a lot of weed smoking. Lots of weed smoking, lots of beer drinking, some shots here and there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> An unbelievable night, you know. Um, so I go to bed, and I, I don't know, I passed up by like 4 o'clock in the morning, maybe 5, I don't know, daylight, whatever. And uh, I just remember waking up to my girlfriend that morning, and uh, she's like, Stu, I could have fucked Kid Rock. She goes, no, it's the first thing she said to me is, I could have fucked Kid Rock last night. <laughs> Is she a listener, a long-time listener, first-time caller? First-time humper. What's her first name? We've got Susie on the line. <laughs> Can you confirm us? But, by the way, that was pre-Pamela Anderson. By the way. Okay. And uh, you know, I was like, man, you probably should have. <laughs> I mean, probably the biggest mistake she ever made. We were talking about. Her she ended up in bed with me here. instead of Kid Rock. I I will tell you, I had to ask her about it later in life. She, she said, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
Okay. So anyways, we're partying, and that's the first thing I hear in the morning. I'm like, oh, gosh. So we get up, and, you know, cobweb, the cobweb settle, and Bob gets up, and he's like, <laughs> man, that was awesome. Thanks for letting us crash here. And, like, you know, so we, you know, we're just hanging out for a little bit, and he's like getting ready to leave. And he's like starting to gather all his belongings, and he's like, man, he's like, I'm missing, I'm missing a shoe. I go, you're missing a shoe. I go, that's impossible. Like, so we we literally like tore this place apart. I promise you, there's something coming up. <laughs> and I mean, we're like, wait a minute, he came here with a shoe, right? His shoe should be here. It's like, why would his shoe be missing, right? Who did it? <laughs> no, I mean, and it was like something's not right here. He's like, hey, you know what? Cubby Bear paid me $1,500 last night, and I checked it, and I got all $1,500 in my pocket, so why is my shoe missing? And I go, I don't know, Bob. I don't know. <laughs> so anyways. I don't have a shoe. Who steals his shoe, man? I know. We give, we give up. We give up on the whole situation because there's no shoe. We look forever. And so I, I can never figure out to this day why. He just didn't take one shoe off, take and walk out with no shoes. He's put one on, <laughs> which just baffles me to this day because, like, he's walking down the hallway and he shout, shouts out in the classic kid, kid rock voice, "I went to Chicago and they stole my shoe," and I, and I was like. I mean, it was just like that. It was amazing. And I, I think he maybe did it twice. And, and he's walking with a limp. Like the pimp Kid Rock always was back then. And um, so we're, we're just like, you know, we had a great day. And we were laughing. And we were looking for a shoe. We never found the shoe. And so how's that going? <laughs> so I, I go to Cubby Bear the next day. And... And there we were all, oh, my God, that was amazing. You had a party. And he actually showed up. And who the fuck was that Uncle Cracker guy? He was <laughs> spitting all over all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, that snort was captured. <laughs> and, I don't uh, think that can be edited out. <laughs> Hey, William, when this gets to the Sports Podcast Award this episode, are we all invited you to the are, ceremony? You are front row tickets and gold jackets. Just yeah. checking. So I, I go to I go to work the next the next time I had to work, and we we're talking, oh, this is unbelievable. I can just cut Stu's interview Best right now for to submit that. And I said, yeah, everything was great, man. It was an unbelievable night. Like, my, girl, my girlfriend could have fucking rock. It's like, cool. <laughs> That's a great night. <laughs> I said, there's only one problem. There's only one problem. Someone stole Kid Rock's shoe. And like without a hesitation, the guy across from me goes, I did it. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I go, what? He goes, yeah, I stole Kid Rock's shoe. And I'm like, dude, like, can I ask you a, a serious question? Why would you steal Kid Rock's shoe? He goes, dude, he's going to be famous someday. <laughs> he's right. Oh, my gosh, dude. Sure, did you get his name? What's that? 
Did you get his name? Could you imagine that shoe like right yeah, up there yeah, between the baseball? Oh my gosh, dude, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And that is my kid rock. You know what? We got, I mean, we kept a relationship with Bob. And Bob played at my buddy Nick Ionelli's fraternity in um, Purdue University. Okay. And uh, <laughs> Bob was, I got the, he premiered his uh, Bada Bada video in, the, in his trailer, which was at the time very modest. And uh, yeah, man, the, those were the good. And I'm glad we brought this whole Kid Rock story up because it's probably one of my fondest memories of being by in the Chicago. Way, it's such man. a good story. And by yeah. the way, I've heard the story maybe five times. That was by far the best. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, that was Thank great you rendition. for everyone. And, and it was like, the truest shoe. Everyone might listen now. I we're in perpetuity. Chicago and they stole my shoe. <laughs> aren't you going to jump in, Amanda? Yeah. Amanda's got the first. So ever since I've heard this story, what, like, Six weeks ago, I cannot stop singing it. <laughs> so, singing what? <laughs> I came to Chicago and they stole my shoe. <laughs> I do it like several times a day. She's gonna sever- she's gonna do that. Start calligraphing yeah. that. Sell like a million. Yeah, of I'm them. gonna, I'm uh, gonna yeah. make a million off of it. I ap- I apologize about the swearing in that because I know this is kids listen to this, but I mean, oh, yeah, I sure. had to tell yeah. the story the only way I know how to tell it. Well, so I, I do mean, apologize you know, for the swear words. Beautiful. If you're under Great three, right I mean, no now, one listens to this anyway. So, well, if you're under three, just you shouldn't Hopefully. be. Listening. I mean, you should be in bed by now. Yeah, if I, it, for sure. I mean, it's well past your bedtime. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyone else? Final. Any closing words? Cubs are going to be competitive this year, all season long. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to make it fun all the way into September. Amanda, go. I agree. I cannot wait to see this new Cubs team after seeing them at the Cubs convention, mixing their personalities with what we've got going on. I think it's going to be really a really fun season. Cassie, go. Yeah, we've been looking forward to the season starting. I'm so excited that we're all here for opening day together, and I can't wait to watch the Cubs this season. Weeds. New brand of Cubs baseball coming up. Winning or losing this year? Winning. Stu. Oh, boy. It's not a party until <laughs> Stu's going to club for I've been in bars my whole damn life. Cubs going to win like 83 games this year. 83? Okay. But you know what? I think the Cubs are on the path. Um, honestly, I'm going to say it one more time. Justin Steele, watch out for this guy. He's an animal. He's gonna be an awesome. He's gonna be have a great year for the Cubs. All right, all right, love it. I want to see my man Brandon come up this year. I want to see him get his major league debut. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to enjoy Cubs baseball. Hang out with the best fans in all the sports, man. Hang out like this is special. Having all you guys here tonight. Thanks, Cassie, Amanda, we just I, walked in. Weeds, we're gonna bring weeds in soon. Can I get my prediction? Uh, and we're going to talk yeah. about this kind of a little bit more. <laughs> I don't, I don't get to get Wall Sportist, guys. Check her out. I Wall Sportist. like my thing. I was like, can we all give our prediction? I don't want to give my prediction now. Thanks. Okay, go. Crowley in the house. <laughs> Crowley, I got to ask you this question. Crowley says, I'm leaving 6 a.m. tomorrow. What are you doing at 6 a.m. on opening day, dude? The thing that, Tell that me what you're doing at 6 a.m. The please. thing that happens is that when, when I'm super excited about something, uh, I can't like Christmas. sleep. It's like Christmas. I'm going to wake up oh, at the crack you, of dawn. Can you make us bacon and eggs in the and, morning? And I'm going to walk around, and I'm going to take a look at Wrigley before a soul gets Hopefully there. I'm going to see the bunting. 
I want to go down Statue Row and just check it out just for myself quietly and then just kind of see the marquee before the craziness happens. And then I'm going to come home here to the Club 400 condo and, and just crack open a cold Club 400 and start early. Oh, and it's cold. We got That cooler is completely full of all kinds of beer. <laughs> how do you feel my, about... My neighbors know I'm in town. How do you feel about recording at Club 400 Wrigleyville for the first time? Um, I mean, it's a dream come true. It went, I'm glad Lee's watching it went, little, it went a little long. Yeah, well, like weeds. I mean, she Super cool. painted the whole place and basically oh. decorated the place. But she anyway, was, uh, she's the architect of this place. I mean, you know, like three hours ago, I think you were get, sh- giving her shouts out. I was. I was telling yeah. before, before we were talking we about. We didn't know you were coming. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> so was it as big a thrill as you expected? Um, you know what? Like I said uh, earlier, man, I'm looking to bring new memories of this place and. You know, maybe bring a Chicago presence uh, to, to, you know, out here. It's nice to be out in Lake and Hills, but it's also have a presence out in Chicago. And we're going to use this place not just as, like, a place to hang out and party, but, like, you know, let the players' family use this place. Uh, I know Justin Steele's uh, father's going to use this place the weekend that he's coming down here. And uh, Oh, no, it's, it's, it's fine. And, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, we, you know, we want... This is a home for the for guys to stay here, and uh, you know we want to accommodate our guys, man. You know, if you come to Club 400, I always say this: if you come to Club 400, we got your back. The other thing to say is that there, a lot of times some of these guys are going to come up, and they're not going to know right away. It's going to be a really quick thing, and families have a hard time making the accommodations to get here. So imagine if you're a young player and you're coming, and it's your first time at Wrigley, and your parents don't know where to go or where to stay. They have a they have a place. They, the players know that Club 400's legit. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's great. I mean, like I said, Brandon Davis, Cole Franklin came out uh, for our Christmas party, and uh, they promoted Club 400, and we appreciate that. Those guys are awesome, and uh, uh, we look forward to great things for those guys, and we look forward to great things for Justin Steele. So please buy tickets if you haven't yet. Support Cub fans, helping Cub fans. And we look forward to seeing you April 6th. But we look forward to seeing you, if you're listening to this, on your way to Wrigley Field right now for opening day at Output. And I'm going to get the last word tonight because you always do. We're going to go out here with little Monica Austin. But before we do that, I just got one thing to say. I need a space there. I was waiting for something.